Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to Leading Serving Podcast. Right? I'm super excited about today's episode. Of course, you know, I got to be honest with you. I probably say that every time. You do. But... You do. I do enjoy this. But I do. you're an excited guy. I, well, and I like hanging out with you and talking to all these great people. <laughs> I got somebody fooled. I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One out of the whole home metropolis that's listening. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're doing good. Doing good. Oh, man. Well. So how's your family doing? We're doing better. Good. Because I know like... Couple co- a couple podcasts ago, I think you were struggling. There was yeah. some sickness going around. Yeah, we were, we were struggling with some of it, too. Yeah. It was just a bad time in Indiana, I think. Yes. I think so. a lot of people were getting sick. Yeah. So yeah. super excited. Um, hopefully that things are on the up and up and everybody's getting healthier. And Totally. Totally. Super excited about... Um, so let's touch on some of this stuff that you, you know, we've touched on the five voices. Yeah. And I'm, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm really curious to know. Let's, let's touch on some of that because you kind of hit home with that one. I, I, you know, for okay. some of these small business leaders and even, even others who are not business leaders, mm-hmm. it's a great way to understand your colleagues and the people that you're working with and be able to communicate yeah. effectively with some of these people you're working with. Absolutely. So let's, let's Absolutely. touch on that. Okay. Well, we're going to dive into the connector voice today. Okay. So if we remember from a couple episodes ago, the, the connector is the, it's very relational. It's mm-hmm. very people oriented, um, future oriented as well. Um, they are, um, they're, they're about relational connections, networks. How do I connect people to things um, and to other people? And so we're going to talk about the connector a little bit. Um, you, If you know any connectors or, mm-hmm. you know, this might be a little bit in honor of you because I think... I have a hunch that you might have a little bit of strong connector in you. Really? So, um, are you a persuasive and inspirational communicator, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> Am I, Jason? I mean, I have, I have somebody You talk that... with passion, and I, I love that about you. Okay. Um, and so connectors tend to to be very persuasive communicators. Um, they enjoy rallying people to their cause mm-hmm. or to a cause that they believe in, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and they can... They can communicate that value, that passion, very well. Um, that their excitement, their joy, their um, you know, just the the integrity behind that is is very strong for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're incredibly resourceful. So a connector, you'll know a connector is if um, you've ever heard anybody say, "Oh, I totally know a guy." You know, um, whatever you need, I can get it, or I've got a source. I it's, know where I know where to go for this. It's funny you should mention this. I have a guy in my head. Do you? <laughs> I, think, I was thinking about this. I was like, always. I got a guy. Yeah, you always got a guy. Um, you know, and and um, I, you're you're a um, addicted Facebook Marketplace kind of guy. Oh. Yeah, Don't Craigslist. Tell all my dirty I stories. Know, I know. And so <laughs> I think when we were sick, I even made the comment of, you know, you're asking, you know, can I bring you anything? You yeah. know, I mean that that's totally a connector going. I got right. some resources I can bring you. Totally. And I made a joke about we just need another couch because too many people in the family are sick. Right. And then I realized you're the kind of guy that would have a couch on my doorstep by eight AM the next morning. Totally can make that happen. <laughs> so I was like, ah, sketch that. No, <laughs> that's not what we we're talking about. Um, but connectors have the capacity to maintain large numbers of relationships. So their networks are vast, they're wide, um, they know a lot of people, a lot of resources. Um, they love to connect people um, with their aspirations, with their dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've seen you do this with, with younger people, that mm-hmm. they talk about something that um, they really enjoy, something they want to get into, and you're like, oh, dude, I need to, I need to connect you with so-and-so. You know? And so um, they, 
to, to, apparently there's a train and it has left the station. <laughs> And we're just going to pick right back up where that train uh, came through the station. But, um, so connectors are huge about those relationships, those networks, those resources. How do we pull those together? Um, on the downside, because not every, you know, not all five of these voices are perfect, right? Right. Um, that sometimes um, connectors um, also enjoy receiving that pat on the back. Mm-hmm. A little bit of appreciation of, have you noticed what I've done? Have you mm. seen the connections I made? Have you noticed the resources? Um, you know, not 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 that they're arrogant or overly prideful, but right. they they enjoy uh, something that keeps them motivated is Correct. a good pat on the back, some good encouragement, saying, "Hey, I thank you for that. Thank you for mm-hmm. making that connection," and that just makes their day. Um, but they also can tend to be people pleasers. Mm-hmm. Um, that they can they can focus on that relationship so much that they want that that relationship to be pleased, and so they can sometimes struggle to bring effective challenge to a relationship. Mm. So if you're a leader in a business, um, or you're a parent of a teenager, good grief, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes it's easy to bring all the support, all the love, all the grace, all you know, all of that to that relationship, and it's harder to to push that challenge. Of let's you know let's make sure we get this done let's you know do this but the relationships are great but we're we're slow to to add to that challenge sometimes hmm. and um, <clears throat> it's often um, uh, they often struggle to hear or engage fully with critical feedback hmm. and the reason is that is that often those that feedback tends to feel personal to them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you have a connector on your team, it's very important to um, not tread lightly with them, but to know that whatever you're about to bring, the challenge you're about to bring to them, um, they're going to feel very personal. Mm-hmm. And so, how can you mitigate that that um, that personal feeling so that they hear the challenge, they hear the um, you know the encouragement to to take the next step. And so um, our connectors are relational gurus. They love the networks. They love the resources. They love collaboration. They're great team players. I mean, collaborate. Uh, connectors are natural collaborators. They love it, and they're very good at communicating, like we talked about. And so uh, one of the things that you can do if you've got a connector in your life, if you've got mm-hmm. a connector on your team, is to give them time to share their ideas. Because connectors are forward-thinking, and they're always thinking about how they can connect people, connect problems, connect um, issues, resources, mm-hmm. how those things can work better in the future. And so give a connector time to share their ideas. Let them, let them share their passions. Let them talk. And, and, um, you know, and if you do need to bring challenge, if you do need to bring challenge to their life, appreciate them first. Hmm. You know, hey, I, I just love that you do such and such. You do that really well. And, um, you know, we bring that to them before we say, so here's something I want you to work on. Mm. And that works very effectively for the connector. Now, a connector though can struggle when they're not healthy. We mentioned this, you know, that that there's weapon systems that we tend to utilize when we're not feeling healthy, when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling right. pressured. And so, connectors can be triggered when uh, people are taking credit for their work. Hmm. That you made a connection with so and so and so and so, you brought this resource into play, and when somebody else takes the tr- credit for it, man, that hurts. Mm-hmm. That hurts. And so, um, you know, we need to watch that with connectors. Connectors mm-hmm. need to be aware of that when they when they uh, sense that feeling creeping in. Um, another trigger for a connector is not recognizing um, the validity of an idea. 
connectors are thinking far down the road. And if you're a, a more present voice, like a nurturer or a guardian, mm-hmm. and you're not looking that far down the road like a connector, their ideas might seem irrelevant. They might seem huh. worthless. And so I don't know why you're thinking about that. You know, think about what's going on right now. Right. And so when that happens, a connector um, can feel that that temptation to, to pull out that weapon system. Hmm. Um, you know, if you sense that people aren't for you, um, relationships matter, that network matters. And if your network isn't for you, if it's against you, man, that can, that can really track, you know, trigger a, a connector as well. Hmm. And since connectors value teamwork, they, um, you know, if somebody is not willing to play ball, mm-hmm. if they're not willing to be a team, that can really hurt a connector as well. And so when that happens, um, a connector tends to do, um, uh, the weapon system tends to be what, what we call cyber warfare. Okay. Okay. Um, if you think about social media, yeah, you think about what goes on when an idea is put out there and somebody goes around to undercut that idea or talk right. bad about that idea, that connectors are... Uh, they value their network so much that mm-hmm. that network can also become a weapon. And so if if um, if somebody in your network betrays your trust okay, and you see that happen and you're like, you know what, I'm probably not going to use that person again, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to make sure the rest of my network knows. Mm-hmm. And so they will use that network. They'll go on that cyber warfare, that social media rant, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever it takes to make sure that that person's, um, you know, that that person isn't as valued in your network anymore. Mm. And so it can be very devastating uh, huh, to be the target of a connector's weapon. And um, so, yeah, I mean, our connectors are phenomenal people. Um, you'll see them a lot in sales positions. You'll see them a lot in, um, you know, public facing positions where um, meeting with people, you know, they, they love the coffee shops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they love sitting down and hearing your story and what's going on. What's your aspirations in life? What's your goals, your passions? And how can I connect you with things? coming down the road, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else in my network um, that, that would value. They're not always out for their own good, hmm. that because they want to connect others, um, they're looking for those connections that it's mutually beneficial for you two people to go, you know, and, and build a relationship. So they're going right. to make sure that happens. Hmm. And so connectors are um, super valuable in our teams, our, right. our businesses, our families. Um, yeah, just building those networks, building the resources. That's so. awesome. I, I appreciate you, you know, bringing these insights to these different, um, uh, five, di- these different five voices, because it's just, uh, I know that, you know, working on many different teams it is, it is huge to know where people are coming from. So just, just so you know that how to relate to them or how they're, um, receiving some communication because multiple conversations with other people about how, Communication's a two-way street, and everybody seems to receive things not always the same way as we do. Yeah, as the person who's giving the information, as opposed to the person who's receiving the information. Right. So, right. Thanks for that. I appreciate you that. You bet, a lot. man. You bet. And we'll uh, we'll keep diving into the other voices too. So. Okay, that sounds good. Well, let's jump into um, our guest for today. And yeah, we've got a him. super secret right guest interview today. <laughs> so stay tuned. We'll be back with you in just a moment. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, Jason. Hey, Chris. Um, let's talk about our next guest. 
Who is it? You want I'm, to talk about our next guest? Yeah, because I'm I'm sitting here going, all right. Yeah, there's only two people in the camera frame, r- right? Right, and I'm waiting for him to show up. I keep watching the door, and there's nobody showed up yet. Well, you must not have got the memo. Uh, I oftentimes overlook those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the guest today, Chris. Oh, no. Yes, yes. Okay. We've talked about this for a few weeks now, months of, um, you know, at some point we need to interview ourselves. <coughs> and, well, it's you today. Oh, all righty I'm, I'm making an executive decision on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story. Um, how did how did you get to be where you are today? You Indiana native, right? No, actually, I'm not. Hey. I'm not an Indiana native. I'm actually from a native from New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, yeah, moved out here um, in 2000. And, no, something, something. Yeah, some way back then to help my grandparents <laughs> run a business. Um, was super excited about it and um, just moved out here to help them run their business that they had purchased and. Spent a long time working side by side by my with my grandfather. Yeah, what kind of business? And my grandmother, uh, a KOA campground. Oh, okay. The cool. one on the east side, and uh, helped them run it for a long time until I graduated high school. Actually, believe it or not. Okay. And then they actually offered it to me and my mom, and um, uh, realized real quickly that with all the time that I had spent doing that, that it was more than forty hours a week, and. There was more life to live than just work. So as much as I enjoyed work and met a lot of great, interesting people um, that probably at some level have shaped me to be who I am now, um, that it was, there was more to do. Yeah. So um, I passed on that that opportunity. Um, (laughs) So what'd you go and do after high school then? uh, After high school, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do because, you know, being young and 18. Full seven, of wisdom and knowing everything right, about the world. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh yeah, I got to do this. And so um, never went into trades, um, have a HVAC background, um, and then uh, worked for HVAC, HVAC company for several years, uh, residential and switched to commercial, and then went into psychology. Actually, originally I was supposed to go into um, ministry. Really? And then... Um, Changed that and went to psychology. So I have an undergrad in psychology. Wow. And then um, thought I was going to go get my PsyD, which is kind of like the equivalent to PhD, um, okay. through U of I um, to do counseling. Okay. Yeah. So um, then found out that what the cost of that was going to be yeah. and decided that I was going to start my own business because I could do that for the equivalent. <laughs> That's right. Which I can't recommend for everybody, but you know, for right. the moment and the time of where I was at and things that we had going on, fam- you know, family wise, trying to balance out whether you know, with my kids and my wife's job and she enjoys her job and just mm-hmm. trying to be uh, trying to figure out where God took me. So right. super excited. I mean, you know, at the time walking through it, you know, you never know um, whether or not you're going through something because you want to or because you did something or, and that was a repercussion of your decision you made, or if it was just some of God's leading. And I really, truly feel like despite it all, it was definitely God's leading. So it was, right. it was definitely interesting to, to walk that walk. That's cool. So that's cool. Um, we're going to come back around from HVAC to 
psychology, psychology to entrepreneur. We're going to come back to that. But right. before kind of we all do... all the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a common thread somewhere, right? Right, somewhere. Uh, but um, what what makes Chris Wood tick um, around, you know, behind the scenes? What, um, you know, hobbies, pursuits, things that uh, just kind of keep you going from the day to day? Yeah, um, you know, I think that... In retrospect of my life period, um, I think people, I think I'm just passionate about people and passionate about um, helping them. I think that's the biggest thing that I think that it's a common thread. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy helping people. Um, I enjoy, um, and kind of, it kind of leads right to where I'm at, which as an entrepreneur of a renovation company, I get to help people. bring their projects to light and just being able to bring quality people to be able to make their projects come to light, Mm -hmm. which, you know, in the contracting world, it's a, it's a struggle. There's a lot of, there's a lot of negative in the contracting world. There's a lot of, I don't know the best way to say this, but there's a lot of drugs and negative people and sketchy people in the contracting world. And so my goal was to try to help, alleviate some of that stress because for years I had told friends no that I wasn't going to be able to come and help them with their job with their pro with you know whatever project they had because I just didn't have time for one and two there was just too much liability too much and and I didn't have a crew it was just me um now there's not just me Mm -hmm. there's I have a group of great people that are helping me um so we're all helping people bring their projects together that's cool that's really so, cool. So from HVAC right. to psychology degree, right. there's a thread of helping people. Right. Um, you mentioned renovation company. Where are you at today with um, – because you own, a, own and operate a couple different businesses, right? I do. Tell us about those. Um, so I, I have the renovation company, which um, we are – we currently have five or six employees and several groups of subs that we work with as well mm-hmm. that – our, um, I always tell customers that they're loyal to us and we're loyal to them because I appreciate that that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to take advantage of it. I mean, that means great stuff to me. Um, and then I also own another company uh, where we rent houses out to people, which that's another passion of mine is trying to bring um, quality homes uh, for a reasonable price. And I mean, yeah. I got to tell you, Jason, the real estate market is just crazy right now. And so are rentals. Um, the rental market has, has escalated just as well with the real estate market. So rents are just astronomically high, higher than I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, and it's just, um, I think there's a lot of people out there that are exploiting that. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a balance of market, a market cost at some level uh, for a home. But I think that there's a lot of great people out there that are just trying to provide for their family. And, you know, I'm looking to help them out because I want to provide them a quality home um, for a reasonable price. Um, That's maybe not always astronomical. Maybe it's not always at the top of the market, but maybe it's a little less. Um, But it's going to give me the um, understanding that they want the benefit for me that that I need from them. Mm-hmm. So it's just trying to create that win-win. Of, uh, one of my mentors always talks about the win-win. Um, 
and it's the win for them. It's the win for me. Um, so I'm looking for that in that in that other business as well. That's cool. That's cool. So you've got Stillwater Innovations. Yes. I know you're trying not to toot your own horn, but no. uh, the name of the company is Stillwater. It is. And then Bald Eagle is Property Solutions. Property Solutions. Very yep. good. All right. So <clears throat> um, so we talked a little bit about your heart. The, the common thread through all this is helping people. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Um, uh, we're going to have to edit this right here. That's okay. Because I feel like we covered it, and I'm trying to come up with this really good question to stump you with. But. No. <laughs> um, aside from, you know, we've, so we've talked a little bit about this common thread being, um, you know, of helping people right. um, through each of your, your jobs, your industries, your degrees, things like that. Um, any other guiding values or principles that that you live by something that just kind of drives you toward um, the decisions you make uh, because I've I've heard you talk numerous times about integrity and trust and mm-hmm. how those those hold uh, very important um, places in your life. So, it, what are some what are some guiding principles that you that you live by that help make you help you make those decisions of how do I help people? Right. Um, you know, it's funny <laughs> you even hit on them. Um, integrity and trust. Um, I didn't mean to I, give you the answers. Right, but no, but it's actually truly <laughs> one of the, I mean, I've had several conversations with people in my life who I end up working with. And usually the initial conversations start out with, hey, just so you know, because I'm giving you an opportunity to trust you, but I don't mess around. Like, I don't have time to um, have several opportunities for you to screw up and then finally fix it. This is a real world thing. We're affecting other people. Mm-hmm. And at some level, yes, um, more than likely, I'm probably willing to give you an oops and um, stuff, but I don't have a lot of time for a lot of oopses, if that makes sense. Right. And so my trust level has got to be significantly high for me to be able to work with some people. So I, I, I always feel bad about this part, but at some level, the three strikes you're out kind of rule is like the bottom of the barrel for me. I need to know for sure, like you're coming out of the gate with clear expectations of what my expectations are for you. I need you to know that for sure that you understand that I expect a greater quality um, as well as a greater integrity for you, like you want for you, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, I want that for you because I hope you want that for you, if that makes sense. And so in my head, at that point, we're starting off at the same building block and, and just trying to communicate that effectively as much as possible. We, we talked on the connect on the um, five voices and I truly value that stuff because I need to know that what I'm communicating to my people is truly, um, coming all the way through on what I'm trying to say, because it means that much to me. I want to know for sure you understand what I'm trying to tell you. And I want you to know for sure that my trust is huge. I really value my trust, my trust in people. Um, And I do take it to heart at some level when there is a problem 
because I'm wondering if I've not communicated it right first, and then I'm questioning whether you've received it right. Okay. It, but I start with me mm-hmm. because I think it's huge. Right. Right. So those things are, you know, <laughs> you touched on them when you asked the question, but I, it's truly, it's, that's where it starts mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. I, I, I've seen evidence of that. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the great part about it is with Stillwater and in Bald Eagle as well. I have a great amount of people that I work with um, day in and day out that I couldn't do as much as I do without those great people. And I appreciate them for that. Mm-hmm. They all have a gift that I'm trying to understand better and that make all our lives better as a group. No one of us all um, separated would be able to be as effective, I feel like, if we had not had each other in one group, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, and so then once again, t- touching on the five voices, if you don't have all those people in that in that mix, yeah, at, for doing different things, that gives their their you know their voices the great credibility that it deserves, Absolutely. then it, it would be a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm okay. I understand that I can't be all five voices. I don't want to be all five voices. <laughs> right. right. That like, sounds exhausting to me. Yes. I, you know, starting a business in and of itself for those business owners out there, you know, I know for a fact like. You are trying to be five voices. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a one-man show who's yeah. trying to make everything happen. And God has blessed what we've done so far. You know, I had a partner early on with um, Stillwater, and Scott's is a great man, and he's still working with me, and which is mm-hmm. great. It's been great. Bald Eagle, I started now eight years ago, and I was by myself. Right. And... I had a mentor, thank God for that, um, and he's been great. Um, but it was just me. Right. He had encouraged me to do things, but if it wasn't for me doing them, they wouldn't be. It wouldn't still be alive. Right. Right. So it's just, and that's that's a learning step. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned a couple of times already um, your mentors. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I've noticed about you, uh, that I've observed, is that I can't remember, I can't recall how many conversations we've had where you're like, I was talking to one of my mentors, mm-hmm. and then this guy, and then this guy. You've right. got a handful of voices yes, that you um, call upon, that you allow to speak into your life. Tell me about the value of the mentors in your life. Tell me why why cult- <clears throat> why cultivate those relationships? You know, it's... Um... I they they bring I I realized real quickly early on when I was younger, um, well I guess not really early on I had some issues with that I had to grow out of and I had to learn through, um, and then it wasn't till I had strong relationships with other people, who they were able to call me out on things to help me change, and I quickly realized that I needed that in order to be able to make change for my life, to um. Because, you know, you and I sit here and talk about other people and about, you know, the five voices and stuff. But truly, I wouldn't have known. I mean, I know about the Myers-Briggs. I've taken it. I've worked with the group where we've conversed about it, right? But the five voices gives better insight to me um, without the LMNOP. 
whatever it is. You know what I mean? I can, right. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't. Keep, I can't keep track of that stuff. Right. But I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, when you talk about these things, I I, I can vision who I'm thinking of. That's probably hits that goal, right. and so it helps bring light to that stuff. And I that insight and really looking at yourself, in my opinion, early on. If I was ex- able to accept the things that I failed at and w- was able to look at those things and recognize, okay, was it me or was it the situation that I was in or was it me that put me in that situation? Just trying to dissect that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably some of my psychology kicking in. Yep. Um, and being able to be real about that, mm-hmm. take ownership of that, but also moving forward, change it. And that's why, you know, all the time when I'm working with my guys, I'm all the time like, okay, what can we learn from this? If it went sour, it went good, it doesn't matter. Like, what can we learn from this? Now, nine times out of ten, you don't analyze it when you have it go well because right. everybody's happy, including right. the customer, right? But when it goes bad, why did it go bad? Mm. Was it a communication issue? Was it something we did wrong? Was What was it? Let's learn from that and keep going. You know, let's yeah. try not to make that mistake again. Yeah. And sometimes it happens again. It's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Mm-hmm. But let's, we've got to be moving in the right direction to be able to make those changes. Right. And so I think in my life, making sure I'm making changes, especially with my wife, who is, God bless her, she's very task oriented and very good yeah. about getting my ADHD and I'm right. I don't know if I have ADHD, but I've never been tested. But I always feel like I do. She harnesses it in the right direction. She har- it's exactly Absolutely. right. Yeah. So, yeah. perfect. So, you, talking about things going south or going sour right. and learning something from that, mm-hmm. time in your life where there was a failure that you were like, dang it. Right. And some great lesson came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> Dude, it's digital tape. Just talk. We'll, right. We'll keep going. So, I got to be honest with you. You know, each time... Uh, I've gone through a failure that I didn't realize was a failure at first, but realized later on that it was a failure and it affected my family. Um, I learned something in, in just going through that process and analyzing it, the situation and trying to figure out what I could get best out of it because there was something there. There was a nugget there and Chris needed to learn it. And so... I don't know that any one of them was huge, but I know that every one of them was um, important, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. if uh, there's so many people out there nowadays, and it doesn't matter whether you're a business owner or not, taking that risk is, is, is for many people, is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I do that? Like, that's just... But I also feel like if you don't step out in that area of risk, you, it's harder to grow. Right. So I think that risk is necessary at some level to be able to grow. So I'm not upset with the fact that uh, I've taken financial risks and have lost money mm-hmm. um, and it's hurt. I'm not upset with the fact that I took um, risks on people that I thought was going to work out really well mm-hmm. because I've learned better ways to manage my finances. I've learned better ways to manage 
help work with people and being able to, to converse with them effectively. Right. right. So I don't know that any one of them is hugely monumental, but they all together have created a better me right. in growing through that right. process. That makes sense. So makes sense. Probably. Sorry if that's too deep. <laughs> You're good. It's, <laughs> It's your podcast, right? <laughs> right. No, unintentionally. Right. <laughs> so tell us about a, a moment in your life, kind of one of those, um, you know, just sideways moments mm-hmm. that something happened and it sent your life in a direction that you're like, I just, I, I don't know where this is headed. Um, mm-hmm. and, but then it turned out to be um, very providential. Um, in 2003, I fell off a ladder. Um and that was huge. Um, I fell off a wall-mounted ladder, and a what ladder? A wall-mounted, a wall-mounted ladder. Wall-mounted. Okay. So this isn't like your little six-foot A-frame. No, it was change the light definitely like a two-story wall-mounted ladder. Gotcha. Like I used a six-foot ladder to get to that ladder, Ooh. and fell off the ladder. Man, I came. Um, had I la- reached the last rung of the ladder, I would have been able to see right over the building. And set my tools down. I was carrying tools. I blacked out and fell all the way to the bottom and Mm. shattered my heel um, and fell over kind of thing. It was interesting. Um, That's that's all you did. That's amazing. Right. And that that was kind of one of my God moments. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, also one of those moments where it was like, okay, Chris, what do you want to do? Like... This is one of those defining moments of if nothing else works out, you need to figure out what you want to do. Right. And so, um, and at that time I had, that night I was supposed to go out on the first date with my wife. And so it was one of those monumental moments of getting on um, a different track, recognizing what was important mm-hmm. and going from there. So, yeah. yes, it was like one of those, what I would consider one of those uh, near-death experiences, but not quite dying kind of, right. s- kind of situations. Right. Like you fall 18 feet, 18 to 20 feet pro- approximately. You miss a six-foot ladder. You miss an SUV, and you don't even get impaled by all the tools that you had on your, your side. That was one of those time to yeah think about these things seriously. Grace just happened. Right. Let's not waste this moment. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's... Um, Anytime I talk to somebody who doesn't know me, it ends up coming up because it's one of those defining moments for me. Yeah, that's cool. So as you think about other people as, um, you know, whether, you know, it's the team you lead or customers you run into or your tenants in your in your properties or, you know, people you run into at church or in life and social, you mm-hmm. know, um, what is what is something that we tend to underestimate? That if we could just kind of rein this in and you know lean into this, what what is something you think people underestimate in their lives that would make a huge difference if we grabbed a hold of? Um, you know, we've asked this question in nine interviews, right? Like, you should be ready for this, right? You would think so. <laughs> the fact that it's directed straight at me is just different. Um, you know, I think that our abilities, I think that people often underestimate their own ability. Um, 
it seems like too many times nowadays people things put put a lot of things on snooze, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think there's a greater amount of ability and effort that sits behind a lot of people that in the midst of COVID, it's in the midst of trying to figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, it's just easier to kind of move forward with what's today and we know what's going to happen tomorrow instead of stepping out of our comfort zone into that risky area. Right. And I think that, and, and then mind you, like I'm not stepping out in the risky area because of the fact that it's just risky. I'm stepping out in the risk, the risky area because I know my own abilities and I know I can do this because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there that with a little empowerment, with a little bit of wisdom, with a little bit of guidance from a mentor or somebody else, they can do a lot more if they want to. And, yeah. and, and mind you, like some people are doing everything that their, their God-given gift is called to, to have them do. But then there's some people that are just kind of coasting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is that All right? right? That makes sense. Makes sense. That makes sense. What would you tell um, 20-year-old Chris? Oh, Lord. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> um, just keep plugging away. I think, I think is, uh, you know, uh, you know, one thing uh, when I was younger, I think in my head, I just thought success would come, um, a lot faster and a lot easier if I found that shortcut versus just Mm. working through the hard times. Right. And if I didn't known, um, the hard times are just part of it and part of the growth process. I was just listening to a book today. And it was talking about how the wisdom that comes with time and from mentors is often, you know, um, what, what, some, what, what the younger me would have thought was it wasn't as, uh, as valuable as it is now to me now. Because now I know, for beyond a shadow of a doubt, if somebody says something, I'm thinking about it at least once, if not twice. Right. Uh, my my younger me would have been like, I've got time for that. I just want to figure out how to get to B. You know what I mean? Right. Let's just get to B. Let's not, don't worry about C. We're going to go from A to B. So, um, and some of that is just learning through the process and going through it. And, and you know, a mentor can help you, guide you. And I think that they're great. Um Sometimes you just have to go through it yourself mm-hmm. to be able to find your own confidence. Right. Right. Okay. You ready for the last ones? Yeah. Sorry. It's All right. Kind of dragging. No, out. we're going to go lightning round. You ready? Okay. Let's go. Lightning round. Here we go. All right. Uh, favorite toy that uh, you've got currently? Just, or um, sh- my favorite toy would probably be my Harley. That I would call that my toy. Yeah. Um, just because. Yeah. It's in my wife. It's eyes. It's it's a toy. <laughs> okay, place uh, place to go on your bucket list. I just uh, you know uh, Cabo's or uh, Aruba, one of those two. Like I'm okay. a, a Caribbean nut. I just I'm a, I enjoy the beach. Nice. I enjoy warm weather. Yeah, yeah. So. And 
It's January in Indiana right now. Right. And We're short on that. I have no desire to be in Indiana <laughs> right now. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, the next one was favorite vacation place. I think you just covered that. So yep. that's a uh, uh, pet peeve. What's your pet peeve? Just pick one. Um, <laughs> multiply, you know, t- telling somebody to do something more than once, like, especially when I think it should be natural, you should fix this. Right. Because of this first <laughs> and something I shouldn't have to talk about, but yes. Okay. Okay. Um, a favorite family activity because you got three girls, your wife right. and two girls at home. Yep. Um, you know, just spending time with them at the beach and, you know, hanging out and just seeing them smile. Uh, you know, I don't, it doesn't really matter what it is. Just seeing the smile on their face and spending time with them is just, it's huge. There you go. There you go. Um, if you could learn a new skill, what would it be? I want to pick up welding. Ooh. It's on the to-do list and I'm go. getting closer. Um, but that is one of those things that I know. Yeah. I've got a son I might send you with, send with you on that uh, expedition. Right. Well, He's interested in that. So Yeah. And I, I, it's funny. I have a close friend who's uh, told me flat out he would teach me. Matter of fact, and I own a trailer too that needs work. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got the teacher and the project it's, right there. It's all good. There you go. All right. So there is our interview with Chris Wood. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe we just went through this on me. <laughs> but, we'll go there. So, but I appreciate the time. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being open, transparent. Yes, we appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be back here in just a moment. All right. Thanks. So Jason, this was an interesting podcast. I got to tell you, um, the fact that I got hit with the questions instead of serving the questions was completely different. And I had to ask every single question. Right. I know. It's it was like, tiring. I'm exhausted. I'm not sure I'm going to remember all those when it comes time to talk with you. Well, at least we, we I think we got them written down. But, okay. That, yeah. Well, I know it just, being in the hot seat, it's a little different situation it's than tough. having a conversation between the two of us and a, and a, yeah. and a guest. I'm glad we flipped the coin and you won. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you think I won. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening today, we're gonna we're gonna let Chris uh, just listen for a minute. That um, I really, I really appreciate two things about your story. One is um, um, just how much you value relationships, mm-hmm. whether that's with your your subs, with your teams, um, you know, with guys like me. Um, who, you know, uh, you know, Stillwater certainly helped me out in a couple of binds, whether it was my flooding basement or right. we had a major electrical problem here at the church that you guys helped with, you know, um, I mean, y'all, um, you know, you, you cultivate relationships well, and that means a lot to you and it shows, and it's evident that you truly care for people. And that means a lot to me. And then the other thing, um, was the, <clears throat> you know, what we're saying about integrity and trust, that um, I've actually uh, not been in the middle of, but um, I actually saw one of those relationships for where you go south, mm-hmm. and um, they were a trusted friend, trusted partner, and the way you dealt with that um, was admirable. And um, you, um, yeah, I, I love that you wear that on your sleeve of if you work for me, if you work with me, um, which I guess, man, thanks for letting me in your circle now that I think about it. <laughs> 
um, I guess I haven't messed it up yet. So, you know. um, but you wear that on your sleeve, and I and I love that that you're you're true to your values and your integrity integrity, and the people that work with you and know you understand that, and 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 are challenged to live appropriately, and and I think that's really cool. It's really well, cool. Thanks, so, I I appreciate the um, the feedback and as well as the information. Yeah, another stuff I'll tell you off the air. So. Okay. Yeah. We can I'm kidding. Keep the junk off the I'm air. I'm kidding, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but, you know, y'all, thank, for you, th- thank you for tuning in today. Yes, and, thanks for uh, listening to us. Chris, thanks for being vulnerable and sharing yeah. your story. And, thanks for chatting with me, Jay. Um, you know, as always, you know, you can like and subscribe. Please. Um, comment. Uh, shoot us an email. Let us know um, if there's somebody or something, a topic that you want us to talk through. Um, we'd be glad to do that. For sure. Um, and if you're interested in the five voices, um, there will be a link in the show notes that you can go. You, uh, you can take the assessment for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Super excited about that. Yeah. And you can learn Great a little way. bit more about yourself. And if you're a team, if you're a leader of a team or an organization, and you want your team to go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually doing free boot camps right now for businesses here in the area. Um, I love that. Well, I mean, if you want to fly me to Hawaii, I'll do your, you know, I'll do. Right, one you do your... boot camp there? Absolutely. Okay. You know, let's let's go to Aruba. You let's probably ought to take a friend. I'm... Well, yeah, you're you're my you're my assistant. Okay. Definitely. Perfect. As long as it's a beach. We're looking for businesses <laughs> in Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> or Cabo. Or Cabo. Or, yeah. No, we'll, or anyway, we're at the beach. Or I'll take the mountains, too. I, I love it. So, uh, But no, y'all, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Leading and Serving. Yes, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jay. Cheers. Cheers.